Yeah, people notice everything. So, um, yeah, we apologize to the people listening to uh, the thing on the video. We, Baruch Hashem, now do we have very Choshova Shailas, but even Choshova comments that it's either not zoomed in enough or too zoomed in. So if it's too zoomed in, let us know. And Avi will be happy to comply. Uh, that's right. <laughs> exactly. So, um, okay. I didn't hand out my Mekemis yet because we have so much to cover from last week. Uh, we'll see if we even get to it tonight or tomorrow night, but there's real substance here. So let me go one by one. And if you are listening and you were away, you didn't catch up last week, hear it anyway afterwards. You'll understand Lama Freya more of what we're discussing. So... One of the uh, sensitive things that came up, as opposed to the other dozen sensitive things that came up last week, we're discussing um, Lifna Iver in terms of the encouraging and where Hanifa fits in. We don't want to endorse Iver Aver and Averas because that causes people to think it's okay because the Heksha Temple of sorts and there's an impression it's not that bad, even if it's not Mutter, and we want to stay away from it. We were discussing scenarios in the office where by Yidin and Magayim, not a long list by Gayim, but there's certain things that are clearly usher of the highest Isser and Tevis and Zayim Mitzvah, and no, you can't just go and smile for the cameras, and you shouldn't be giving momentas that are going to sit in their break front or on top of their fireplace, so they could say that my Orthodox boss gave this to me on the occasion of whatever. And that's very pushed, though none of those were meant to be chidushim, which is unfortunately very apropos. So, um, one of the shilas we got afterwards, paraphrasing, was if you're taking people around and you're, let's say, an Uber driver or something like that, and they're just trying to be friendly or maybe ask advice, different places, different sites, and they're describing things that they have planned for the evening as you take them, that don't sound so appealing from the Hashkafic uh, view, uh, but might not be elsewhere. So, nope, you want to get a tip and you want to maintain a friendly relationship and you want to also get there in one piece. So uh, you can listen. You're facing forward, so they really can't see if you're smiling. But you shouldn't, if it sounds elsewhere, you shouldn't actively say, yeah, it sounds like you guys going to have a great time. Yeah, go do it. And, Otherwise, in this country, you can get, uh, if they're going to do something, a uh, person gets sued afterwards. You heard about it. He's a driver, isn't he? He's not the uh, therapist. But even barring any potential lawsuits, you don't want to be overly encouraging of something that might be usher. A lot of the shenanigans that they're discussing are not usher for them, but usher for us. But still, you don't want to give a hechsha stample if they think you're a person who's religious, although that's not going to be direct lifna either. So after that, somebody had asked me if it's not something that's a violation of the Zion Mitzvahs and it's not Rahman Islam, an intermarriage with the Yid involved, both of which are extremely awesome and damaging, if it's time a regular couple getting married. So can you, should you say, congratulations? Can you actively be involved in matchmaking? This is actually the second part is a Shaila raised by the Ahrainim of the last hundred. 200 years, one even goes back further. And now it could be a source of panasa, but the shayla is an old shayla. Can you make a shidduch, for lack of a better word? Well, use matchmaking, even though that sounds Jewish also. But it's 
too grimy a bunch of this and the two fine upstanding citizens, even if they're not, they don't investigate that much, but they're not doing anything wrong, and it actually might be the best of the scenarios. Uh, is that okay? Why shouldn't it be okay? So the obvious kasha, which, and the answer is questionable. The obvious kasha is the Gemara says that if you're a Mialedes, you're a midwife, to be Mailid and Ovid of Adazar into the world is not Pasha at all. Even though it's not directly left neither, somebody else might do it and might happen anyway, but you shouldn't be actively involved, no? So if you're making a Shidduch, that's the prelude to it, and maybe you shouldn't be involved. And the Achran to talk about it, raise that as the first and biggest problem. And unfortunately, the bad news becomes the good news here. It's so bad out there that you're not causing any of the Avodah to be born by doing this. And if anything, you're probably saving something worse if there are other possibilities. So that's not going to be live neighbor. You can actually not only say congratulations, you could actively be involved. I wouldn't be involved because why get involved in all that. But if you're getting paid as a service or it's somebody in the office, a colleague, and they want your help. If the help is there's a secretary on the other side of the office, can you go mention that I exist and I want to go out with her? I wouldn't get involved because it's not your business to start talking to the other secretary either. And like, how much do you have to micromanage? You're the boss. And if they have a fight, you're going to start uh, with the Shalom Bayes counseling? It's not. So I, I wouldn't say you should get involved. But if they ask and it's, there's a relationship there and you can't get out of it, so it's not us or it's not us, or, and these things come up. So the truth is all discussed. How can you put them together? You're going to create more of the Avodah bring a family to the world. That's unfortunately not an issue which in that particular Shaila helps. So that would round out the various uh, possibilities of the involvement, but it should be a cordial relationship, Dr. Shalom in the office, but you shouldn't be getting involved with personal things for many other sneezdigger reasons, and it's probably not Kadai, but the Chuvas do mention the uh, matchmaking issue. So that was the title I originally sent you about the Johnsons and the Joneses, in case you're wondering. They all raise the Shaila, should be us, sir, but they're various a term. Unfortunately, as we sit here now, if it's a regular yeah. Mr. Johnson to Mrs. Um, uh, Jones, That's that, yeah, that, uh, I, I'm not saying you should get involved, but if they ask you to do it and it's a colleague and they, it's just a one-off and you'll, uh, if they, it comes over you, if she comes for information, can you... Tell her I'm a nice, honest guy, clean cut. Yeah, that you could, that you could do. Ah, you're helping off the Even in that case, where they might be cleaner cut than the other people, you're not helping. That's because uh, of what's going on now. So the hetter became more solid. Just you have to re-examine all these shots. What? Yeah, you could say he's not a serial killer. Would actually be a good. Um, that's a very important question, which I planned on getting to, and if I don't revisit it in five months, remind me the short answer now. Uh, they asked Rabbi Yankov that Shaila because you're stopping an intermarriage. You're helping them stay together, and the active cure on college campuses, they don't even talk about cure sometimes. They just want to stop an intermarriage. And a lot of money and funding effort went into that. And one of the McCarthy asked Rabbi Yankov many years ago, I, I was thinking about the sugya. Should we be doing that? It's actually on paper, and I won't go into the logistics now. But on paper, it might 
sounds like it's better that he should marry Mrs. Jones, Rahman than this, not yet from Mrs. Schwartzbaum. And you'll all figure out why that is. If you don't figure it out, ask me after Sheer. I, we have more sensitive stuff over here, but I don't know. These sh- sh- I'm always flabbergasted, Baruch Hashem, how many people listen to this and what ages and the age group. So, the kids are, on paper, it's a less of an answer. And Biankiv said it's a very good kasha. You have to be a Biankiv to say this. He says, Lamaisa, if he marries Mrs. Jones, it's the end of the line. We never, we never give up on anybody, but it's much harder to do tshuva. And that's it. He's gone. If you keep it in the mashpucha, then even on paper, the Abir is worse. Th- that's a very fascinating example for what we're going to discuss a lot in the next subtopic this week and next week and the week after. Where, where do we have coolers and lifnever? I'm not doing lifnever. You're, you're suggesting something which is worse on paper, and you're pushing Mano, marry this Jewish lady. That's mamish lifnever there, I said. So Abiyankiv says, no, because the totality of the picture of where this is going, it's going to be worse. I'm glad Abiyankiv answered that, Shaila. And that's the meaning in Kiru, but that's a scary Shaila. So that's not a Mitchell, because the thing is... Uh, that's ultimately the answer. The point of Mitchell is that, like, I'm giving back... That, of course. It's for, for, for the that's exactly what Rabbi Yaakov said. But uh, as I will show you when we introduce the topic in the next two weeks, that is far from Pushit. Because that's why people think that it's not even a Shaila to invite people, have them drive on Shabbos and everything, and there's a big machlek about it. So that, that, that obviously will be Pushat if it's true, but that's not, uh, that's not going to be Pushit. Right now I'm doing Lifnever for something that might have an effect later, maybe and maybe not, if they stay married. It's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts there. But Rabbi Akiv gave his that is the meaning. So, for that, that's the short answer. Dear Shaila, uh, but with the two Gaim, the Jones and the uh, Johnsons, whatever we call them, so um, that's going to be a mutter. Although I'm not suggesting you get involved. Uh, good idea? It's never a good idea to get involved in these things. Best idea is to uh, tell them you're in charge of the commodity desk and you don't get involved in these things. <laughs> so that's the best way of doing it, and that's um, that's almost a direct quote. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, yeah. Okay. The next one. Speaking of um, the stories from yesteryear, so the um, story which was uh, sent in as a shaila. Uh, wanted to, he sent in, uh, was nice enough to send in the actual page 209 from the biography of Rabbi Sher. So you two gave me the uh, preamble before I got this copy. Uh, you were correct. Uh, I didn't mention who this was. We raised the Shaila about a person who is a politician, and if you give an endorsement and he's married to Mrs. Jones... Unfortunately, and it's a massive chilash to support somebody, and you're asking them to save somebody who was, a, I think, a prisoner in a Russian jail, and it was dangerous, we had to get him out. But Rabbi Sher wanted to know it's gonna, everything has political capital and has a price tag. And can I do this? Rabbi Yankov, who's Rabbi Yankov a lot for these gray shaylas, he was, Rabbi Yankov said, come back tomorrow, it's a serious shayla. He came back tomorrow and he said, you can't do it. So um, we were discussing after the shear Wednesday night. So that um, person, I'm still not going to say the name. It's not necessary. And 
If anybody can't figure it out, they're probably extremely young, like nine years old. Um, figure out too quickly, maybe you're showing your age. And if you have to think about it for a minute or two, <laughs> so it's all good. But he was a very high-profile uh, Jew who was, unfortunately, at that point, not married to a Jewish lady. And um, he wasn't a teenage Jewish, but his parents were Orthodox. I got that part right. And... Um, and that's why I began to think about it. And he said, no. Now, I, I, the reason I'm bringing it up now is because, A, I wanted to give people an idea of what we're talking about. So if you figured out who it was, which would be fairly easy, it's a shayla because you'll say, well, do people associate that who he's married to was the first one was Jewish? I think it was common knowledge what was going on. So I think people would associate it, and Rabbi Yankov assumed that as well. I don't know who this person in jail was. There are a lot of uh, prisoners of Zion, as they called them then, in jail, in Russian jails. It was never safe. Uh, I think that my understanding of what was going on, just reading this one page, but remembering the history, there wasn't a direct Sakana. Like one morning, somebody in Russia, and they're in Sakana. Uh, they're all, they were in Sakana, and they were... Uh, the government didn't like them. Different to Kufas, I'll tell you about it. It wasn't a uh, walk in the park. It wasn't a direct sakana, but this wasn't a direct vada chilashem either, because, and that's why what you filled in was very important. He was thinking about running for senator, and they were afraid that if he'd run, then he'd ask for support, and it could be a problem. So it was a suffix on both sides. He, he said he wanted, if he runs, he wants to Yes, but it was a if, it's a suffix if he runs, and suffix, you know, what that support would mean, how far it would get, and... Had it been, but I'm, I, I'm mentioning again because had it been direct to Kazafashas that somebody is on trial, they're going to be Rahmansa executed right now, and three fakers on the other side, I don't know what Rabbi Yanke would have said. And that's important because what we mentioned last week, the last part of the shear, was fast forward 30 years, 40 years, this Shaila comes up every single day because in New York you can't even vote for a politician who doesn't have these type of agenda. There is no, there's no vehicle. So we have a big problem built in. And each candidate has to be, you can't just look at it as good for the Jews, not for the Jews, because I think we figured out by now, we don't know who's good for the Jews. Because when they get into the office, it's and we can't figure it out. And just look at the history. Mamish can't figure it out. You would think to have a high-profile Jew in the White House, uh, or very near it, would be good for the Jews. I don't know, I'll ask you guys. Is the jury still out on that? The jury's still out on that. I think maybe he tried to help when he could. I, you know, we were, uh, if you have access to, uh, Yaakov's not here. Is he online? Yeah, there you are. Okay. So, Yaakov, you wrote about this a little bit. If you have access to the internal uh, memos of what happened over there the first few days of the Yom Kippur War, it's kind of hard to figure out who is on whose side. That's pretty horrific. Okay. There are other, what? He wasn't a liberal I, yeah, but he. But you know what I'm referring to. I'm not going to go into the gory details. But you know what happened in the first days. Of, you know, the first no, day, I'm yeah. Just that despite I, the fact that he was a Republican and, and that he was not, liberal, yeah, he yeah, was pretty anti. Uh, yeah, so 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 go figure. I understand, but so go figure. It's good for the Jews or bad for the Jews. So we're raised. Yeah, it's the first question you ask. But I think by now we figured out. is a really serious thing, and we have no clue. We don't want thing. If a person has a liberal agenda and he stands for Tavis and all sorts of things that are Achil Hashem, that's not good for the country or the Jews. But there are many states, unfortunately, half of them, and most of them where the Jews live. Florida's still a wild card. 
uh, we have a big problem because whoever was but so then it's a shaila bercha b'mirara. I'm just we're not gonna we'll, we won't over discuss that because that's a, it's a minefield. But just know I don't think it's a case for somebody who all of a sudden is a direct sakana and because of the suffix he might run for senator. They might do it. Rabbi Yankov was trying to balance what the uh, possibilities were going forward and how direct sakana it was now. So that is um, an important comment. Next, so this uh, shaila is from uh, Donny Bricker who has uh, written in many times before. And I'm going to read to you just a, a part of this, large part of this email, because it really, I want to, his shayla is a good shayla, and I want to attempt to uh, possibly answer it. The bulk of the discussion last week was in the context of the Amshar Shlomo, of not falsifying Torah and saying it over like it is, and not fudging, and trying not to get into these conversations in the first place, because you will end up having the Yitzhah to fudge. And what we pointed out is our Amisha and the truth was, seems to assume as though Pasha, we pass them like that Yamsha Shlomo, which has a very, very tremendous nafkaminas. So, the Shal is as follows. I heard the Shia last week about the Yamsha Shlomo. I was always fascinated by the Shita Mechabetzes, which is printed on the Daf in Baba Kama, where he says in the name of the Miri, this Miri is widely quoted. question is, did he say it and what did he say? Well, it says in the name of the Miri, the Goyim, which the Sugi is referring to, are the Goyim who were of the Avodah but not our Goyim. We should be made to the Baruch that I hope that we have the latitude to say what I'm about to say on video. If this were in Russia or the time of Miri, we wouldn't be having this year live because the censors were always all over the place and the church and the Rome. It, it just, and we look at the Gemara and every time we discuss Akum, it's always a... Very big, exciting, complex sugi. You can't got to figure out who they're talking about. They have Mitzrayim and Akum and uh, and uh, Goyim. And there's a, it's been censored seven times already. So there's a way to figure it out, but you got to work hard. So the sheet of Megabetz over here says that our Gemara that we're talking about, Okama <laughs> says they're talking about those Goyim, but that wouldn't apply to our Goyim. The whole sugi over there, if you remember, was that they got a kanas, they weren't keeping the Zion Mitzvahs, and the Nezik Shalom, and the, and the, and the Batur. So the Miri's quoted by the Shita that that's Avada not referring to our Goyim. And he points out correctly, there's no other place in Baba Kama which has a Shita Megabetzis on the top where they made sure to put that on their front and center. It is clear that this is an addition for the senses of the Goyim who'd come across the Sugya. And of course, not those Goyim, the other Goyim who would, whatever, but... Somebody would come across the sugya. Somebody would come across the sugya. So they put it in there. And there's certainly true there. There's a lot of things that they changed in the census. So the Yom Shosham himself brought up the Tagam Hashivim, and they censored it. But these were huge Tamil Chum and Ruach and they all made the same changes. And that's not a violation of the Yom Shosham, because the Yom Shosham brings it up. He said, ah, had they do it? The answer is, that was a Harashah, and they did it, but... That shows you, per his question, that censoring something is fudging, and that should be against the Amshel Shlomo. So you say, what are you worried about? You're worried about there's going to be Rachmal Aslan Pagram? But it's Yehar Vayavr. That's, that's the kasha, which is a fair question, right? The Amshel Shlomo himself asked it about the censorship of the Tagam Hashivim. He says, the one shot was, if you recall, that was only the word, Taish the Pasuk, which is also part of the Messiah, but it wasn't affecting the Din, and it was our Roshah, both together, as each answer independent. It's a problem. It's certainly a problem if you're discussing a Gemara, and this is the Gemara where the Amshel Shlomo says, 
you can't fudge, and then there's a comment that that's only those Gaim and not these Gaim, which is fudging, so the Gaim shouldn't start trouble. So that, that sounds like an issue. In the Miriam side, there are a few additional words. Lechuvas haminim timer. I don't even know if you're trying to censor something, why you put that in. If they know Aramaic, they would read that also. Lechuvas haminim timer, like that's three words, introducing the following two lines are just meant for those looking for trouble. I'm not even sure why, why that would be put in, but... Um, I guess they confirmed for the minim meant the, and the, you see this in Shuvahs all the time, minim, all those are the early Christians, Christians now, not the problem, those are the early ones. You can always friend for and the Yachashochan. Uh, if he'd put in Vamei Vinyavin, that would be a problem, but he didn't put that in. <laughs> so, but he, he introduces the Shuvahs on Minim Taimar, after which he brings the statement that the Sugi is talking about the ancient Gaim. The problem is, this is not the only place they quote the Miri for, and uh, the other Miri's, Shailiz, which, what's his opinion, and was it all for the censors, or some of it? Yes, there are other sugyas, like Lesichanim, it's, it's very complex, but how can it ever be, the Shailiz is going to be, how can you ever have a censor putting something in, because it might become a Sakana, the Amshah Shama says, if it's a direct Sakana, it's also a fudge. Everybody following the... Uh, and this addition and contradiction to the Amshah Shlomo is this addition and contradiction to the Amshah Shlomo. There are also many other places with this farm. I have notes at the bottom of the page. They're not talking about Argaim. Uh, is this not against the Amshah Shlomo? That's the Shaila. It happens to be that um, in the Ochashochan, as late, that's why I'm quoting Dafka the Ochashochan. Ochashochan lives the time of the Chavz Chaim. It's not ancient history. But he was still in Russia. And he was writing under the Tsar. And there are comments there that Avada is not talking about our enlightened people and enlightened governments. And it's only talking about the ancient governments. They're all corrupt. There are a lot of dinam that are get to that. And it talks about the enlightened great czar who is so nice to everyone. And um, you'd have to, I don't even know if the Goyim would read that, that, the ability to delude themselves, they would be happy with that. And, oh, the Jews think we're so nice. I, they, your mom should have to fall on your head too. But we know that. They, that, that passed the censorship, or in case they would censor, why isn't that usher? So the possibility that I'm thinking of is Yom Shosham was talking about, the case he's talking about is where the Romans sent undercover agents to, not Stam Yeshiva, the main Yeshiva. This is like the Peskeder. And the case we had where they said Achinuata with Agrippas was the Rosh Sanhedrin in the Beis Amikdish. It's not one safer, and even if you have to pick one safer, that's Psachalach of Chayis, so it'll be Melchoshochan or Mishabura. But it's still, it's one safer that not all Chayisrael is Meshubit to any one safer. So maybe you could say that any safer writing this always put in a censor because that wasn't changing the Messiah for all of Chayisrael, whereas the cases we have in Shas were the representatives of Chayisrael talking, and there they can't fudge. The reason I'm not entirely happy with that teretz is because that's good for a miri, that's good for an ochashochon, that's good for a tshuva here and a tshuva over there, and any particular achron as great as they were. But we have censorship in shas. So shas is for Klai Yisrael. So my answer to that would be, uh, if you have any other possibilities, I'd love to hear. My answer to that would be that the good news is that 
Shas is our Messiah, but Be'etzem, Teresh Peh, can't be written down. So it was written down. And it's written down, and we keep writing more, and then every Shainim, and Achrayim, because as you had to read the you have to write more down. But Be'etzem is Teresh Peh. So you can't really paskin from Gemara. And you can't be paskin from a Rambam either. You can't paskin from an Achrayim. You still have to have Teresh Peh. You have to have a Messiah. That's why Ashiram are in depth, and we have questions and answers because it's Teres Chaim, and you really can't figure out any sugya unless you have the Messiah and putting everything together the right way in the right sequence with the right Hashkafa and Yerushamayim and understanding all the Makaris. So even if you have a Gemara, the beauty of our Messiah, and I think this is a tremendous testimony to Klai Yisrael, and it's a, another hafta, proof of the Haftacha that. Well, Yomish, Hashem promised we're going to have Torah, even if they're making pogroms and inquisitions and burning Gemaras. We're not dependent on any one text. That's why we have Torah Shabbat Peh. And this is the crucial part of the Messiah, even if you write everything down, it's still Torah Shabbat Peh. Which helps a little bit uh, when we're talking about teaching Torah to Goyim. They have an Issa, we have an Issa to teach them. And even if it's Chad Avadanara, some of Hashem say, we don't go with this some of us say unless you're teaching the depth of the sugya it's not really us because they don't really have anything they're not walking away with anything and we hope even if they walk away with an art scroll art scroll was sending to a place near Rome every time a new volume came out Mamish sending it to them the answer is they have to they have no choice but that's that, that could be the Makakal Maseri you say that in Rome today they're not being Makakal Maseri not like it was in the time of the church religion it may be but I think the Pshad is they still don't have the Maseri even with the Oscar with all the commentaries you still need a Rebbe and therefore it's not Makakal as opposed to what's going on in the Gemara is Sahedrin standing there not writing anything down and he's crying and they said don't worry that's the Maseri that is Teresh and that was given by the top echelons of the Tzmil Chamem and the Sanhedrin. So that's a problem. That's what I think might be the Teretz. Um, if there's a Teretz, they couldn't take the risk and they had to censor. But that's, uh, so I'm, I'm just glad he brought it up because I think that's important to, to spell out over here. What was that? It was uh, self-censored usually because they knew what was good for them. And the church often, not only were they looking, they often were in charge of the printing. <laughs> the Galach himself was the printer. It's only later we had our own printers. The film of Shas, Gavaldik, the Imamish did it by from people. Even then, of course, of course, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah, a permit, and they looked at it. As late as the Hashachan. We looked at Hashachan, it's just the last <laughs> century. And they still were nervous until very recently. So that's a big issue. Okay, moving along. So, as I always like to say, we couldn't make it up. Somebody asked me if um, I'm um, in cahoots with any news agency that we have a shear, and then they call me and they ask me what the shear was on, and then they have a big news story about it. So, if I had any uh, powers in Avua, I wouldn't be showing it over here. But, hala Doverhu, two people sent me from yesterday. A, this was the subject of last week, and this is the ongoing subject which we're going to continue to discuss. Before we got into the Khalifa and the Hechshashtempel on various types of behaviors, we were discussing the Maral Diskin, which we are not finished discussing because it's one of the uh, 10 or 15 uh, linchpins of the Sugi in terms of uh, a Makar for possible coolers and understanding 
where Livneva might not apply. So if you recall from a week ago, Maral Diskin started off saying the biggest chiddush, not everybody agrees with Maral Diskin, and certainly there's a big machlekes where to apply it. Maral Diskin started off saying the Nazir has a gun, he's not uh, going to kill anybody, but he says, uh, you give me your wallet with $500, or you give me that case of yayin, and I'm forcing you to do it. Maral Diskin says, it's not Livneva if he forced you. It's his problem. The others say, why is not Livneva? It's an Issa Daraisi, you have to give away all your money for it. Maral Diskin is learning, and many agree, and the question is how to apply it, that Livneva is when I'm suggesting something, encouraging something, enabling something, but if he's getting uh, violent about it, even if he's not threatening to shoot, but he's taking away money, like by Arvis, I'm not mechuyiv to spend money on it, I'm not mechuyiv to spend money over here. That part, even though that's how he starts in this shuva, that part is that some say that's debatable, that actual example. They do agree with the model disc, everybody agrees at some level, that if I have no shaykhs to the guy and what I'm doing, and it's triggering something that he's doing wrong, then I'm not responsible. And that part of the aside of the model disc, everybody agrees to on some level, the question is where to apply it. So we were discussing last week and the week before the case of the demonstrations, the Hafkanot and Yisrael against Chil Shabbos, where Rabbi Yashiv, Adam Rav Sternbach, Gibald Machayim Machayim, all the truth as we saw, and Rav Zobelstein, I'll get back to in a moment, all said that as Mutter, we're making a Hafkanot for Shabbos to protect Kedusha Shabbos, to protect the status quo. We have to do that for ourselves and for others. And the fact that they're sending the police, even if it's a psikresha come out, it's not our problem. That's Rabbi Yoshev's uh, short tshuva, and Rabbi Yoshev quoted the Maral Diskin. That was his application. So yesterday, two people, one was Yitzchak Krakauer, and the other, I think, was our own uh, Mordechai Ginsberg. Uh, and the case which just came up, it's not much a new application. Same Maral Diskin. Uh, it's a bit more of a chiddish. So... Mordechai sent me a whole tshuva, and then uh, Yitzchak sent in that it was uh, on the news that uh, Naftali Bennett still lives in Renana. It's Mamre Sheshayla. I didn't make this up. It sounds like a made-up case. <laughs> this is uh, two days ago. So the neighbors were um, voicing their opinion that it's getting crowded over here and a lot of police protection and all sorts of people around. So one guy asked, Zoberstein, I'm trying to get the shul on Shabbos. I can't go down the block because they threw, uh, within a few block radius, a whole uh, sterile atmosphere of top tight security, and you can't even walk down the block without producing your Tudazehut. That's an Israeli passport of sorts. And that production, if you hold the air of that Tudazehut, triggers Chil Shabbos a number of times. What? scan it, they have their walkie-talkies, they tell the guy, this guy's coming from Musaf. <laughs> you couldn't make this up. <laughs> he's diving over there, and it's in the middle they have shuls. <laughs> and, and he's talking on his walkie-talkies. So the guy says, am I allowed to go to shul? Like, what, what's the, this is mamish, you're, you wouldn't, if you wouldn't be in the shul, you well, what Marl Diskin? Somebody calls Marl Diskin in the news, a news guy, not going to know what he's talking about. But <laughs> if you're in the sugi, which you all are, it sounds like a similar shayla. So if Dilberstein has a whole tshuva, which I'm not going to go through now, because we went through most of it already, even though the tshuva didn't exist a week ago. He says, I quoted in my sefer in Shabbos that there's a shayla where you can make a hafkana. 
And he said the same thing as he discussed with Rabbi Yeshev, that you're allowed to because you're doing your mitzvah and you got to do it. And they decided to call the police. It's not your problem. And he quotes them out with this kid. The Kiddush to me over here is that he quoted it and then he said, so too over here, you're going to show and you're doing a mitzvah and the fact that they want to scan it or I don't even know if they're scanning it or, or communicating with their, with their phone, their walkie-talkie to let everybody know you're coming for Shacharis, you're coming for the Kiddush, so that wouldn't be a heter. You're coming for Musaf or you're coming for Laning or you're the Balkari, whatever the case may be, that's not your problem. And he quotes the Maral Diskin. I want to point out that that needs to be written because one could possibly argue that the hafkana is something for the, it's an existential threat for Christ, but we're doing it because the status quo is negated for the whole country, and we're not doing it for our health, and it's our Shemir Shaz, but also to let the people know we're not rolling over and playing dead, and you can't just change things even though they're trying to every day, and you would think that's very different. I don't know the layout of Ranana, and if somebody can maybe go there tomorrow and check it out and come back and tell me, I would suppose it's a mixed neighborhood, but there's more than one shul. I don't know what the Shiloh was, but I imagine if I had to guess, the guy wants to go to shul, and you walk down this block, it's an eight-minute walk, and if I have to go around the whole security apparatus, uh, all the way around, it's going to be a 25-minute walk. I don't think it means he can't get to shul, and there lies the Kiddush over here. No one's stopping him, but the Hafkanah, we'd have to not have any Hafkanah, no voice, in the government of what's going on if we don't do it. So we have no choice. Here, I'm going to imagine there are other shuls in Manana and just less convenient. So Can't get back in where? Just avoid the whole thing. Go to a different... Can't get back in because he lives in that three-block radius. Okay. I, I don't know what the case is. But all I'm saying is... I'm not questioning. I'm saying that if a guy wanted to go in to this three-block radius, let's say, two-block radius, whatever they have under the tight security... And he was from outside, and he had another shul to go do with less convenient, but another 10-minute walk. I don't think it'd be so pushing. Even though the way it's being said over, you could say the Ma'awal Diskin says, I'm doing something that, minding my own business, trying to go to shul, I'm doing a mitzvah. You want to scan, talk on a walkie-talkie, whatever you're doing, it's not my problem. I hear that. But that's going to be a little more debatable than a case where we have no other way of doing this. So if the case is he lives there already, he can't even go anywhere, he lives on the blocks, he's got to go this way, this way, and they say, who are you, sir, and where are you going? So then, now the question is, do I have to stay on my dab yechidus? He's saying that the moral discount would apply over here. The case was he lived in that area, he, he could leave, but he can't come back. Okay, if that's the case, didn't say that, in the tshuva. Are you guessing? Are you guessing? Okay, I, show, show me that in print, because uh, I, I was sent articles by a few people, and none of them said that. It could be that's the Messias. So then, he, then the Shaila is davening b'yechidus at home versus and never davening the minion. So then I hear it better. As opposed to walking another 10 minutes, which is inconvenient, three times a job, but Shaila is not kashmak. You're, you're handing something, and now they're going to start talking on their walkie-talkies. That's very not... But again, as I warned you, this moral diskin gets a lot of mileage. So this is a brand new application with the same principles. The question is, how quickly are we going to apply it? But fascinating, it came up right after, at least you, now you know what the Maral Diskin is. Um, we'll end up with um, one more thing, but uh, you know, it might take more than a few minutes. We'll pick it up maybe tomorrow. Um, okay. <laughs>